0: You know what? We're not we're not an independent lab here. Or anything that's going to get me in trouble. We're just telling that's you true. What, we're, what we're doing over here while, while we're drinking. You know, doesn't everybody <laughs> just have a hydrometer sitting around? No, I
1: would think so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome to episode 125 of The Mashup, the best bourbon conversation you're going to hear all week long. We are your hosts, Kenny and Anthony. Hello, sir, on the 125th golden anniversary episode.
1: <laughs> golden episode. Nice. God, I'm just making up stuff now. Oh, like, okay. I can't remember,
0: like, didn't Four Roses have a ball that was 125th anniversary? The 125th, anniversary? Yeah. yeah. What was that for? Was that just because it was 125 years of the distillery? I guess, yeah. Yeah, so I don't want to get sentimental over here because... Uh, because Steven's not here. You know, he's still traveling. He's still traversing the West, as I like to say, you know, going out there doing important stuff. But 125 episodes is significant, man. That's a lot. That's a lot of episodes. And uh, I'm just happy that you've been along for the ride here in the last uh, 20 or so, I think. Has it been about 20? Maybe a couple. I don't know. Close I need to, to look 20. back at, that. was it like Aprilish? I believe? Yeah. So I can officially declare myself on the 125th episode, the Iron Man. There's only one episode I don't appear on, and that's when Michael and Steven were on vacation
1: mm yeah so so you've been on 124
0: i've been on i think i think i don't know if we count as i think we did count that as a real episode so yeah i've been on 124 of
1: 125 mashup episodes which uh, is, i do have a question i went back and listened to some of the older ones oh yeah that's good let's go down memory lane here well there was one episode that you said like that you all put on there like no episode storm or something okay so is this really the one twenty fifth, or is this only one twenty four? Did that, did y'all count? Because it looked like that counted a week or something.
0: <laughs> I would have to go back. We did, we did it. We we used to do things that were kind of silly, like we'd say, Was
1: this really like the thirty fifth episode?" I mean, no, what's, what's no, no. It's not. Here?
0: It's not that. It's not that little. Uh, you know. It's oh, not okay, that. Okay. It's not that minimal. But there was a time where I think we used to put stuff out just to let people know, hey, we're still here. And at that time, I think we had like twenty five yeah. listeners. So <laughs> twenty five <laughs> people who were listening were like.
1: Oh yeah, you know, like I'm they're off a week. We won't well, worry about them. For so. the thirty two listeners we have now, um here's our one twenty fifth episode. Oh, there you
0: go. That's hey. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. He's, he's joking, ladies and I'm gentlemen. I'm teasing, no, no, teasing, teasing.
1: Good. I really appreciate uh, being on here though, man. It's fun. Enjoy no, it. it's, it's fun stuff.
0: It's been a lot of fun, man. Uh the all of it's been a lot of fun. So glad to be here at one twenty five. But I have to tell you, so I think it was a couple weeks ago when I sent you a picture. <laughs> so God Wait a minute. Okay. Let me appropriately set this up. I'm already laughing. Anytime oh. I go anywhere, I send Kenny a picture, and this one was a picture from a rooftop bar in Columbus, Ohio, and without fail, he always says something, like, bro, you're on vacation a lot, or like, nice, nice to be able to afford that, baller. Something, yeah. Something I called you a baller. Oh,
1: man. It always is like you're always on vacation,
0: but I'm trying to share something fun with you. And this was actually a fun thing. Like we were going to visit um, family. So I have family that live in, in Columbus. And then I also have family that live in Cleveland. I have okay. family all over Ohio. And so the plan was originally, like, I've referred to my one cousin as Baby Bourbon on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though he's not Baby Bourbon anymore, I still call him that. Baby Bourbon was supposed to bring his wife and his twin boys. And my uh, other cousin uh, was supposed to bring, you know, her and her husband were supposed to come down. It was supposed to be the all of us hanging out for the weekend, kind of getting to hang out when we don't get to, you know, converse all the time because we're down here in Kentucky. But then... Baby bourbon had to drop out the last minute and it was a work-related thing. So we were like, okay. So we stuck with the plans and we ended up in downtown Columbus at the, I think it was a Canopy Hilton. Mm-hmm. And the top of the Canopy Hilton is a rooftop bar oh, called- Oh, it looked pretty though. It was a really yeah, nice picture. Yeah, called Gooddale Station. Um, and this is a relatively new thing. And um, the funny thing about this is, so I sit down with my, I call my cousin-in-law, but he's like a brother, my, my my cousin-in-law Malik. We sit down at the bar
1: Malakai?
0: Uh, no, it's just Malik. Malik. Yeah, Malik. Right. So so we sit down and we're looking at all this bourbon and they got a great bourbon selection at Gooddale Station, like massively good bourbon selection. And so I'm like, ah, oh, I can imagine the price on these things are going to be outrageous. So we start looking, they have like a QR code and the prices and the selection and what they have up there doesn't match what's on a QR code. You ever been in a restaurant like mm-hmm. that? We're like, here's our bourbon selection. You look at it and it's like, this hasn't been updated in like 12 months. I was instantly excited because I saw a lot of things that I would want to try, and I didn't know how much it would cost. So we actually, it was Negroni week. You ever had a Negroni? I have not. Yeah, I hadn't either. And Malik had had him, and I'm like, I'm not starting with Negroni. So we each got a beer, and then we were looking at the bourbon selection, and then he kept saying, is there anything you see up there that you would want to try? And I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. They had the Elijah Craig, the Ryder Cup one that's in the toasted European oak. Oh, yeah. So it was sitting up there unopened, but it was sitting next to the other Elijah Craig bourbons they had. I've not had it. I've
1: heard it's not good, though.
0: You heard it was not good? Yeah. Okay. All right. So funniest thing. So there's like 10 bartenders. There's the manager standing there. He looks like a pit boss. He looks like he's going to come out and like casino somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like, what is this vibe here? So it's like, awesome. We're having pre-drinks now before we go to dinner. And I'm like, I bet you that Elijah Craig toasted because they had it for twelve dollars on the uh, the menu. The QR code. I'm like, I bet you they don't inventory this. It's probably not. They don't have a differentiation between that being limited and the regular one. So of course we asked the bartender and he's like, it'll be twelve ninety for a two ounce pour. I'm like, okay, 12- I would I would still th- I would do that. Yeah, twelve ninety for a two ounce pour is basically yeah. like I mean it's a hundred and thirty dollar bottle, right? That. At retail. Yeah, so I I was that. like, oh Easily. I was like, we're doing that. Yeah. So then like he got a little self conscious and starts asking the other people, like is this regular Elijah Craig toasted or is this different? <laughs> God, oh, God bless Malik, He said, so great. He's like it's a promotional item. He's like, it's just like the Hennessy bottle there. It's got a promotional thing on it. It's the same thing. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Good job, so Alex. <laughs> yeah, they, these guys knew their stuff, but they didn't know it that well. So we got a two-ounce pour of the Elijah Craig uh, Ryder Cup. Damn. That's yeah, great. For 12, was $12. 90, good, though? Each. Yeah. Because I you know, heard it wasn't that good. Here's the thing, though. It's 90 proof, 94 proof. Okay. And so it's got like a nice uh, spiciness to it, and it definitely has like a different flavor. It's a little more earthy. Okay. Um, but I actually enjoyed it. I thought How much it was are those? Good. I haven't re- seen them. Retail was $120 on them, which I think $120 is
1: a little rich. Okay, so that's what, well, chances are people told me it's probably not that good. Yes, because they're probably comparing it to the regular toasted that's like 69 bucks. Exactly. And it's probably pretty similar. Well, or? I think
0: it's a different flavor, but okay. it's, I don't know if it's different in the trend of 120 bucks right. uh, or more because most of the places like when I went searching for it um because I have a friend um Seth that's uh we grew up together and he's very big into golf and I told him like I'm going to try to find that bottle for you because I know how much you like it and um I ended up finding one or two, but I mean, on average, cost them, for me, was like 130 bucks a p-
1: clip, okay. you know? So that's probably so, why I've heard they weren't that good, because people were just only talking about it for the money.
0: Yeah. So if it, is it $130 for so the regular?
1: Though. Oh, no. I thought it tasted good. I oh, just for $12 a pour, bro, that's a no-brainer, too. Oh, yeah. 100%. so.
0: We felt like we got a little bit like we, we had one over on him, but it was a nice, it was a nice pre dinner drink. And then we ended up going back up to the rooftop later, hanging out. And my one really good buddy from college, my buddy Jeff, he came and joined us because he lives in Columbus. He like mm-hmm. scootered down. It was hilarious. He just grabbed the scooter and came down, and we had an amazing time. We drank a couple more pours. I think we. You know, we look for some of the more moderately priced good pours, like another one we had with a wild turkey rare breed, um, because I think they'd had it for like fourteen or fifteen dollars for two ounces. Okay. Which again, I know that's only a sixty, seventy dollar bottle, but you know, if you're in a place where you know you're going to pay like a ton of money for something else, yeah, you got to pick the stuff so that's going to taste the best. It's drink something not, is good, not, it's not, it's really not expensive, massively overpriced, yeah. but they uh, they did a nice job. And you know what else they did over there? Um, I do not. They served their bourbon in Glencairn's. Ooh. So they would take and pour you a full two ounces, a generous two ounces, dump a good cairn, right. and then you're hanging out on the rooftop having a thing. So I mean I would I would recommend it if you're in Columbus, Ohio, you should check them out because they are definitely bourbon centric. They're not like uh they're not faking it. They know what right. they're doing there, except they didn't know the price of their Elijah Craig rider
1: cup toast <laughs> I heard there was uh there was a movie star sighting there too. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you really want me to talk about that? My God, I heard Adam Sandler was there. Oh God, this is like the is Adam Sandler not there. The I heard blessing, he was there.
0: the blessing and the curse. No, I've I've heard that too. Um, I heard he was there. So I know that I've never talked about this before on the podcast. We haven't. We have never talked about this. Wow, it's never been discussed. Um, we don't do a lot of visual stuff either because on Instagram we might
1: post stuff. And oh, it we're might not be very whatever. attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, you gotta just go with your strong suits, and <laughs> you know, I mean.
0: Oh, Kenny, you're freaking great. Oh, I'm sorry. I love, sorry. I I love it. You know? So, yes. Yeah, so, um, at the end of the night there in Columbus, Ohio, I was hanging out and this guy kept looking at me. And you never know, like, when you're in a place you haven't been in a while, you're like, do I know this person? Because I've been around the Ohio area for like, you know, 20 some odd years of my life. So, I'm like, "Its chances are I could know somebody that's hanging out. And mm-hmm. that happens all the time. All right. Instead, this guy's staring, he's kind of looking over. Kind of like, what's he doing? And when he goes to leave with his girl or whatever, he comes over. He's like, "Hey, man, anybody ever tell you, you look like Adam Sandler?" He's like, "Peeing your pants is cool, right?" <laughs> yeah, I was no. like, I was like, "Hoo hoo," you know. I was like, "Here we go." I'm like, "Yeah, man." I'm like, "I, I do get it a lot." I'm like, and I don't. I actually just joking this out, like, I don't know why, but I do get a lot. And so I, uh, you know, get a fist bump. It was a funny moment. A couple other people were like, yeah, you do look like Adam Sandler. That's what and I, like, I told okay. you when I first met you. Dude. I know, when you first yeah. met you said the same thing. And so, and then the, the topper to it all is we went to the art museum the next day, and we were at the art museum. There was, like, a group of, like, many 20 to 25-year-old, I call them kids because, you know, we're older. They're walking around the art museum, and I see them all, like, whispering and pointing and stuff, and I'm just like, God, kids are weird, and I walk away, and then my, my cousins come up to me afterwards, and like, you know what they were talking about? I'm like, what did they say? You look like Adam Sandler. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. It is, man. And so that's what they were talking about. They're like, that looks like Adam Sandler. Like, is that it Adam is. Sandler? And I'm uh-huh. like, my God. So that's hilarious. Whatever, whoever blessed me with the Adam Sandler jeans, I'm happy
1: to have them because I like Adam Sandler. So that's a, it's all good. I know. That's, that's what I told you when I first met you, though. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, so this week uh, we do not have any shout-outs. Or uh, reviews. And I would not. like to give a shout out. Oh, yeah? Who do you want to give a shout out to? Two people. All right, two people. My man, Julius. Ah. Oh. And my man, Randall. So I hung out with Julius last night. Yep. A little, a little sipping, a little hanging out. That was cool. I'll see Randall uh, really soon as well uh, to grab one of his uh, pit sandwiches. Oh, my God. It's amazing. That's the special. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, shout out to those two guys. If y'all are ever in Lexington, you got to go eat at South of Wrigley and Omakasa. Yeah. Om- omikasa.
0: I think yeah. it's Omakasa.
1: yeah. Uh, best sushi, man. Best sushi around Then Randall's Place, uh, south of Wrigley. Just incredible food as well. Yeah. I was going to say in absence of shout outs, like
0: those are two guys that I never mind talking about because their food and their restaurants and the people they are, are just, they're just amazing. Like, God, man, South. I have, not I've not been to Julius's place yet. I have to admit, um, because we haven't figured out a time. I want to go there with my wife where we can
1: just enjoy it. Not with the kids or anything like well, that. Wait till you get one of those big <laughs> professor bonuses, bro. Cause it's, it's expensive. Oh, <laughs> well, it's amazing. No, no, it's amazing. no, it's amazing. I don't care absolutely if i amazing.
0: Bro, I've heard that It's expensive. And then God, i think randall like south of wrigley he's got the best sandwiches in lexington multiple people that are just finding him now are saying the same thing and i have had many sandwiches and orders of fries that i don't need over there yeah. but yeah so we don't we'll always give them a shout out if we can i mean in <laughs> fact
1: hence why we stick to the podcast and not we, much visual right
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god hilarious yeah we eat too much um oh boy but if you would like an, a shout-out, we would uh, love to give you one. Just leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Facebook or Instagram. Drop us a line, and we will gladly give you a shout-out.
1: And one thing to go along with that, mention maybe a bottle. Bottle or bottles. Yes. That you'd like to see us open or do a review on. Um, chances are we might have ones already sitting around. If not, we'll go search one out. Absolutely. Seriously, yeah. Just This will be kind of, you know, actually throw some bottles out there that you might want to see.
0: Yeah, as I've said many times, we are uh, 100% independent. We did have a sample a couple weeks ago with uh, very smart people over at at Garrison Brothers who were like, we will like them to have a sample. And we're like, damn, that's some good stuff.
1: Speaking of that, I've not seen any of those pop up on secondary yet either.
0: I have not either. But these don't have a
1: value, I don't think. Yeah, well. I hope they don't. uh, I want to grab at least a few.
0: I've already put out some feelers and I'm like, I want some, but I'm just saying like, so when we self fund and we do, we are a true enthusiasts. We just like to go out and find good whiskey. If you do have those suggestions, like Kenny said, just bring them to us and we will love to do an episode on them.
1: Yeah. And it can be something that you have that you already enjoy and you want us to enjoy, or it can be something that you're curious about either one.
0: Right. Yeah. So Kenny, um, tonight we have a very interesting bottle, uh, for no particular reason, I was at a, a wine and spirit store, which I'll talk about here in a second. And I came across this bottle and I was like,
1: we got to try that. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I, well, I'm sorry, what now?
0: Oh, 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 yeah. Are you just saying something about oh, the wine yeah, and I'm spirit sorry. store? Is sorry, okay, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. yeah. So uh, go ahead and take it away for this uh, Sagamore Spirit uh,
1: Double Oak Rye. Yeah, so Sagamore Spirit Double Oak Rye, uh, Sagamore Spirit Distillery in Baltimore, Maryland. This is a 2023 release. ABV is 48.3. The proof is 96.6. It is non-age stated, but they do say on there it's a minimum of four to five years old. And it is a double oaked. So it is finished for an 18 months additional. They say in wave stave barrels. Yeah, they got some crazy process over there. 18 months is a long time. That's a long time for secondary finish. There's no mash bill stated but it is a blend they say of two different uh high rye mash bills uh maryland rye is 51 to 70 70 percent rye and the rest of the mash bill being corn malt if you look on the back though it does say it is distilled in maryland and indiana so this would actually be some of their own juice and some MGP. But it's not known whether it's a 95.5 MGP or the barely legal or the lower rye MGP. They, there are a couple of different MGP rye mash bills. But this has got me curious. Uh, retail MSRP is 54.99.
0: Yeah, and I actually picked this bottle up from uh, the good people over at Jackson Wine and Spirits, which I can't even joke Da-ga-da-dum, about. They they got, you know what's funny, though? <claps> they got they got a great store over there, and it had been a while since I wanted to see John. They're and, funny, and they're good people. They're though, great man. people, Eric man. John man. John yeah. Cool. So, yeah, John and Eric good people, so if you get a chance and you're in Lexington, I know we're shouting out to our favorite food places, but go check out Jackson's, too. They got some good barrel picks and other things going on. So I, I'm excited because... Let's talk about this bottle. Um, it actually has a really nice, uh, it's it's not a common
1: shape going it on is, here. The bottle the design and the feel is is awesome. Like, their they're marketing people did an amazing job. Did we review the regular Sagamore rye, or did we just, me, you, and Caleb, drink it? I can't remember. No,
0: I think Caleb brought that to bottle share one night. I mean, no, we never had a Sagamore product on the podcast. Okay,
1: yeah. yeah um, the first one that we, the first one I tasted was just a traditional rye, and it was actually all MGP. Okay. And this one would be their own stuff with MGP double 18 months is a long time. It is that secondary finishes. This is very, very dark in color. It is. I'm excited to try this. Go back to your
0: thing where you said dark, darker, dark on a berry, dark, berry. <laughs> dark fruits, dark liquids,
1: dark liquid. Amin or lovel, amin. Got some dark liquids, <laughs> man. But uh, this bottle shape is actually—I'm gonna let you describe it. But it yeah. is. I love it a lot.
0: It's almost like got this weird thing going on here with like it's almost like diamonds. I think of diamonds for some reason because it's like got peaks and almost is shaped like like a piece of jewelry. I would say Mm -hmm. that's the way I look at it. Um, This beautiful bottle, it's beautiful. The neck on it is very like it's very thick glass, glass. and it's a very uh, nice presentation. Golden blue, and the blue is a very light blue. And one thing I will say that they've captured nicely is: Do you know anything about Sagamore? Do you know like anything at all about it?
1: I do not, but I do know that this is one of the few ryes that is not green. So I like that. That's right, breaking, breaking the trend.
0: They're breaking the trend, but that's because maybe that's <laughs> what they're about. They're about it. So Sagamore uh, is actually a famous farm that produced thoroughbreds, and um, what's it in Maryland? They got Belmont Steaks, right up in Maryland. That's Belmont, and sure. so so they've incorporated, I think, a little bit of that like jockey silk feel to their like neck tag. So if you look at this thing that I tore off here, their foil that goes around. Oh, it is. It kind of reminds you of jockey silks. And then on the cork, it says 1909, which I believe is the same year that um, Sagamore Farm was founded. And then they got like the diamonds on there for the jockey silks, I think. So I think this is like a tribute to the thoroughbred farm. And um, they've done a really nice job with it because even if you don't know about the horse history, it's just a really, really nice bottle. I mean, it's probably one of the better presentations
1: I've seen from like a... It's one of the nicest bottles out there, I think. Yeah. If you look at it. It's it's beautiful. Man, It just a little detail all over and little, just small little things they do and the way the letters stick out uh, in the glass. I mean, it's not just like a plain round... You know, or a plain bottle with just a sticker on it. Like literally the, the glass itself. I bet it costs them a lot to make this glass. Oh, it has I to. I mean, that's a very expensive glass. It
0: has to. It's beautiful. Yep. And they have a little bit about their story on the back of the bottle. But what I will say is um, for those that don't know about Sagamore and this this brand, Sagamore Spirit, they started back in 2013 Mostly sourcing MGP, as Kenny said. And then before that, dating back to 1909, it was a renowned thoroughbred farm. It still is. Uh, they're best known for <laughs> three horses Discovery, Better Roses, and Native Dancer. Kenny, do you know any of those horses? Native Dancer actually is one of those horses in history that's forgotten about because it was a gray horse, first of all, which you know how most thoroughbreds are usually dark in color. Yeah. So this was a gray horse she called. name the- what she used to be. <laughs> Great. The Grey Ghost that's going to be your nickname I'm going to call you the Grey Ghost now. <laughs> so this horse actually won I think the Belmont and the Preakness but it got it got second place in the Kentucky Derby. So start off the year in the Triple Crown losing and getting second place but then winning the second two legs Dang. of it. So, so that wasn't I think in the 19 so Yeah, so close. I think the 1950s. Um so when you think about it Sagamore actually kind of shares a lot of the same spirit with Kentucky, right? Because we're all about our thoroughbreds and horses, horse, yeah. horses and limestone horses water, and bourbon, right? Yeah, and everything else. And so, so even though they opened a distillery in 2017, I think that they were sourcing all MGP until about 2021. I think that's the year they started to put their own distillate back into uh, this product. They got a lot of history in the biz. You know, in previous episodes we talked about the significance of Maryland Rye. Do you you had any good Maryland Do You know anything about Maryland rye?
1: Bro, yes. We've had a lot of good Maryland Rye here. Yeah. Well, I'll say that. Not really. We've had um a lot of Maryland rye on the labels, but they're all source MGP. <laughs> yeah. Remember all those really, really, really nice 14-year MGPs? Those are from Sealbox, right? Or they came through Sealbox, but they were a brand. I got most of mine through Sealbox, but it was the Mount Vernon and the – what a sherwood Brooke, sherwood sherbrooke, sherbrooke and then another one they're all quote unquote maryland rise but they were 14 year barrel proof mgp rye. they were amazing and they but, took them over but They were not really maryland though
0: so. yeah they got them at 12 or 13 years old and took them back into maryland and aged them for an extra two years so i think maryland rye we had the episode on mm-hmm. uh, pikesville rye and um that was a maryland style rye but the thing is, is like Maryland was famous for producing rye whiskeys. Now it got wiped out during prohibition kind yeah. of thing. And so now they're kind of trying government. to Yeah, government. <laughs> government. Hey, don't get started over there about the government. Pipe down. We don't talk about that kind of stuff on here. Uh, um but yeah, so I think that what they did was they uh have revived that in recent years and they've been trying their best and I I've, I've heard
1: a lot of good things about Sagamore Spirits. So I'm excited to try this. I mean, based on how good that one I was MGP but still based on how good that one was and then how dark this one is, I'm excited to try it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let you should we get the nose in?
1: Um, yeah, let's do that, man.
0: All right. Ooh, it's very rye on the nose. Wow. That like not only is it very rye, but there's a little ethanol to it It too. It pops. Yeah, Yeah, it popped. It popped up. But uh, this is only 96.3
1: Ninety-six point three proof.
0: Yeah, which is crazy because it it noses like it it's noses like yeah. one hundred and twenty proof. That nose is very hot. Woo! That kind of scares me. That does scare me a little bit. That mean that that mean there's going to be a lot of flavor in this sip. I don't know.
1: I don't mind the nose. It's just a little hot on the nose, especially for, especially for that lower proof. So
0: it's been a while since we tried a rye on the podcast. I mean, we have tried other ryes. We had a Rittenhouse rye, other things like that. But to me, when I've described rye to people, I talk about the pickliness of it. Mm-hmm. This seems to have like a high pickly, piney nose to it. Um, I could be wrong, but that's kind of what I'm getting out of it instead of like the more
1: understated Softer. The understated baking spice, you're not getting as much. You're not getting as much, yeah. Getting the pickle and like the. So, my guess is because more of the pickle to me screams 95.5 MGP. Maybe. So, where it says it is a blend of uh, or distilled in Indiana and Maryland obviously some mgp in there right my guess is it's the 95.5 mgp in there
0: maybe that's, maybe that's the high rye versus the lower rye because i know that maryland rye is supposed to be like you said when you were going over it that it's supposed to be a little bit like say 51 to 70 yeah 51 to 70 which is different than you know your indiana your
1: 95.5 yeah the dark color and that extra 18 months man
0: 18 months that's a long time
1: that's interesting once i puff the ethanol out though it's yeah. not quite as you know the nose is it's a lot better i got you you know, it, it, dude, it, that's 110 minimum probably 120 proof on the nose though I mean, it really is a 120 proof nose I man that's wild
0: yeah it nose is way hotter than yeah. what the abv is and so
1: i it's been a while since i've had a rye like this so i'm excited
0: to kind of try it but um as we're getting ready to try this did you know that this company was founded and owned by the gentleman kevin plank who also is the proprietor of under armor did you know that sir I did not know that. Ah,
1: how do you feel about that? Um, you want the truth? Yeah. When I first hear that, that makes me think he might just be into the money side of it. You know, <laughs> not, 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 not a good first thought. Yeah. So I mean, like I, you know, two buddies that like started drinking bourbon and they enjoy bourbon and like, hey, let's start something. Or you've got a you know, somebody that's uh you know, a Marianne Eves that's, you know, a master stiller, you know, worked in the industry and like, oh, let's do this and that. I think their bourbon's gonna be good. Some, so? some Under Armour guy. I don't I don't know. <laughs> well, the one thing I'm mad at, at Under Armour about is you know you know the
0: rock, right? The wrestler. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So The Rock is with Under Armour, and I've always been mad at the way they did his logo. So I liked his old logo during Mm -hmm. the Attitude Era. You guys know I'm a wrestling fan. And I feel like Under Armour single-handedly ruined The Rock. Like, I will not buy Rock Under Armour stuff, but I would buy it if it was still WWE-branded stuff. So that's a little weird thing I have against Under Armour. And then the other thing I'm going to say is, like, I can't really get too negative on Under Armour because, like, my kids love the stuff. (laughs) Like that's all my kids wear. I know a lot of other people. Do you do you gravitate toward it or not? I have no Under Armour at all. Okay, well I really don't either. I never really got into it, but I know like it's massively popular. especially. Now when the
1: kids were younger and they were in the sports. Yeah. we definitely had some Under Armour yeah. stuff for all, sure.
0: All Under Armour yeah. stuff. So what's interesting about the fact that he is the owner is as of this month, this past month, right? So September, I think first or second week of September, it was reported that. This company, Sagamore Spirit, the majority ownership has been sold to the parent company of the popular Italian liquor, Di Serrano. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, No, I don't know. You don't know Di Serrano? Come on, Kenny. Do you remember those commercials in the 1980s, Di Serrano on the Rocks, or maybe the 90s? I do not, man. You didn't know those? I'm going to find one right
1: now. Di Serrano, no, no, I don't know.
0: Oh, my God. Dude, these are classic commercials. I'm finding it right now, and hopefully the microphone picks this up. Here we go.
1: DiSerrano sour, DiSerrano martini, DiSerrano on the
0: rocks, DiSerrano on the rocks. rocks. Yeah. Yeah. DiSerrano's warm and sensual taste makes you wish it would never end. Ooh. (laughs) So those are the new owners of Sagamore Spirit. Wow. They're moving their headquarters over there. But I guess De Serranos a really popular uh, Popular brand. <laughs> Man. Yeah, so they bought um, Sagamore, and they're going to move their, so, their plans to move their
1: North American headquarters. So it worked. Yeah. Started a distillery for money. Mm-hmm. Sold it to a big parent company for a lot of money, and he's out. He's good. That's exactly what I'd <laughs> I'd say. I would all
0: right. Oh, no. Well, I wasn't trying to tell you that to cloud your judgment on this. We haven't yeah. even sent this whiskey yet. But, I mean, yeah, that does sound like the current trends that match what a lot of these uh, folks are doing these days, right? I mean, based on
1: based on the one that you and I and Caleb shared and then the color on this one, I'm, I'm, I'm still excited to try it,
0: though. Okay. All right. Well, now that you know about the fact that they've been sold to a— oh. De Serrano. De Serrano. Uh, what is De Serrano? I don't even say cognac or something. I don't even know. It just looked awful to people. Were, but I remember those commercials when I was growing up. Maybe that they're responsible for me liking bourbon now. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sue them.
1: <laughs> Alright, should we go for our first taste? Yeah. Alright. Those subliminal messages they sent you. Ooh. So... I'm gonna, you go first, yeah.
0: So I'm going to start off by saying that this is massively interesting. And when I say massively interesting, um, I picked up some initial sweetness. And then I picked up a little bit of nuttiness and like not the normal nuttiness. And then the finish was actually very spicy and kind of flat. That was my first sip,
1: spicy and flat. So I'm not sure right now how I feel about this. I'm not sure how I feel, but it may, basically my first drink, I was, was basically trying to see where it fell proof-wise because how hot the nose nosed. Right. So I you know, I didn't even pay attention to a lot of the other stuff yet. But um, it definitely 100% does not drink at all like a 90, what we say, a 96 proof. Yep. This definitely drinks hotter more at least one tennis one thousand percent but it's not that high ethanol draw you up so that is good though right uh, it does not taste like that super young hot green stuff right but this definitely definitely is 110 115 proof uh drinking even though it's only 96 proof so that is good for somebody maybe that wants that higher proof feel but doesn't want to get higher proof tipsy so quick right um i'm gonna make it yeah. my second drink now i'll kind of go off of like flavors and see what i get here. yeah
0: and when you're doing that um I'm gonna comment on that. So yes, I agree. We talk a lot about things drinking above or below their proof, and it's kind of rare for us to have things that drink so much above their proof. I actually think the proof on this bottle is wrong. <laughs> it doesn't it seems like it drinks hotter than um ninety six point seven proof. And I know rye can sometimes be spicy, and um this definitely has some rye spice that dances
1: a lot on the back palate. This drinks above its proof and knows above its proof. Right. Those things typically don't fare well. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming they have to be right, though, because, I mean, if they're if they're incorrect, I mean, they can get in major trouble. Right. We, we can could. get nerdy and hydrometer real quick if you want, but it's do, up to you. Do you really you want, want to do that? that? I'll do it right now. Yeah. Are you serious? My headphones are off. Here we go. Hang on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're
0: all about firsts, and Kenny is actually, he has a hydrometer here in house, and he's getting ready to drop it in the bottle because. I think both of us... Okay, so first, we haven't had that much to drink. So if we had more to drink, then I'd say we were crazy. But I, this thing is definitely nosing and tastes way above where it's at on proof. So it's going in the hydrometer. we about beaker. The beaker. F- the beaker, sorry. The hydrometer is the thing that you drop in there. Is that what it is?
1: Yeah, here's the hydrometer. Okay, and here this we go. I can't wait to see so where we're at is. here. Nope, it is... Put my, put my headphones back on, huh? Yeah. All right, headphones are back on. Uh, this is uh, not the 96.6. What is it? This is 100 or it's 99. Uh, uh. Let me see. Oh, 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 oh. Hang on, let me turn this real so quick. So we got some TTV. Hang on. There's some it's, TTB issues. What is it here? going on here? <laughs> yes, there <it> is. <laughs> going more spirits hate this. Oh my God! If what is going us. on
0: here? This is this definitely drinks higher, hotter than it is proofed at. Yeah, this, this is not a single barrel or anything else that could explain this variation.
1: This is ninety eight and a half to ninety nine proof. So we're three points off. Yep, ninety eight and a half minimum. Yes, ninety eight and a half minimum. Uh, my hydrometer, just you know, regular one. But yeah, I would say ninety nine proof based on this. But you could say ninety eight and a half, but ninety eight and a half to ninety nine proof. Okay. Well this is really
0: <laughs> really interesting because I feel like such a jerk doing I have this. seen you drop that hydrometer in bottles many times yes. or I mean not in bottles but drop take and fill the high, the beaker up and put the hydrometer and it always is spot on usually like i saw you do, i saw you do that one weekend with all the bottles that we talked about a couple episodes ago Yeah, yeah 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 and uh it was spot on every time so we're not like talking about gross misrepresentation here we're not talking about like 110 versus 96 but this is definitely a couple points off
1: based on how it noses and how it tastes I really could see it be I could see it be hundred and ten proof though. Yeah. So but it's not far off. But yeah, it's definitely ninety eight and a half, if not ninety nine proof, uh for sure. Man, that's that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a jerk though. Hey,
0: you know what? We're not we're not an independent lab here or anything that's gonna get anybody in trouble. We're just telling that's you what we're, what we're doing over here while, while we're drinking, you know. Doesn't everybody <laughs> just have a hydrometer sitting around? No, I would think so. <laughs> oh my god. Well We're all about
1: first, right?
0: Yeah, hey. It's all good. I mean, but so that's, it brings up an interesting point. So we talk about flavors. I am getting like a piney woodiness. I'm getting earthy tones. I'm getting a lot of stuff that draws me up. I like the front part of the sip. The middle part of the sip is just okay. And the finish is not really, I mean, unless I'm tasting something different than you are, man, it's just not, it's not doing what I like a ride. No, I dude. I
1: yeah. am 100% with you on that. Yeah. No, like the very, very, very first initial boom. It's like, this is going to be great. Yep. Then literally nothing. If, so, yeah. It
0: falls off quick. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I'm going to go and say that I think the thing that that Caleb had that we tried was better than this. Yeah. Um, I think so. 100%. So, it's not like, you know, over time we've tasted, we've we've only had Sagamore Spirit one other time in the history of our, I guess, tasting. And tonight it's... Uh, it seems like it's small, a little bit flat, man. I just uh, unfortunately.
1: Thank goodness they didn't send us this, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a sample. I just went over and bought it from the uh, the good folks at Jackson. I'm actually going to take one little pour of this, but I think we're going to get close to the past try by here. I don't know. You have anything
1: else you want to say about um, Sagamore Spirit? Uh, the bottle is beautiful. Yep. The first one we had that was all MGP was really good. Yeah. Uh, this one, I'm not saying it's bad no it's um, definitely not bad i've drank way worse that's way, way more expensive right. so 100 percent have way worse that's a 90 to 120 bottles right right this was fresh crack let me hang on are me, we on past try by here no
0: what are you doing i'm oh, trying
1: to give it another chance you're trying to fluff it's fresh it up crack.
0: fresh crack you're trying to fluff it up but we did open it and let it sit for oh uh-oh
1: my goodness. Can you hear that on the microphone? I can hear it. What is that? That is the uh, frother. That's the frother, dog. The frother I is froth out. It. It's, it's been, been a while froth since we frothed it. I'm going to froth it since it was fresh crack. There you go. But no, nah, that makes sense, though, because I only froth if it's fresh crack and high proof. But this is not high proof, man. This is not. 90- but it still gets air in there. So let's see what, what's if some air gets in there,
0: what'll happen. Okay. I'm going to join you on this. I'm going to make sure that I can do the same thing that you're doing. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> See if that just changes. in case you're See wondering, if it anything. nobody was harmed during the uh, frothing of the bourbon. It yeah. was just uh, the bourbon that was. I'm, I'm kind of,
1: I'm, I'm weird. I'm unique. I can, I can admit that. So, so well, we talked about this, and I know other. We talked about frothing before on here. We did talk about frothing. Okay. So it's kind of. I mean. Obviously, the bourbon does not age in the glass. Yeah, and we're talking about a coffee frother, by the way, coffee, guys. So you can get a coffee cream frother, coffee frother, coffee frother. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, it doesn't age in the glass, but yep. it will change in your bottle as air is in there. You know, you get the whole oxidation process. Right. Uh, some, of alka- some of the alcohol, some of the alcohol, alcohol, Wow. Some there of the alkalides in there. Some kidding. of the some of the alcohol will uh equalize out into the air, the headspace above the liquid. You know, some of those things. So it will it will change as it's in the glass um bottle. um So let me, I mean, you just sipped it. Yeah, I did. Is it uh, worse now? Or is it better? Well, about I think it,
0: it made the front palate better and it made the back palate worse. That's just my read of it. It's just not hitting any of the the things that I like about a rye. Like I actually think it made the back palate more bitter somehow. I don't know how that's possible. Is your frother rusty? <laughs>
1: try that again dude I think it made the middle and the finish taste a little more like the beginning I think it made it smoother overall it made it smoother overall to get some air in there yeah but it's still great front falls off on the middle and the end so I uh, yeah had I, high I hopes, man, because of the color, and eighteen months is a long time in a second barrel like yeah. that.
0: And the presentation, and the color is was beautiful. dark, and
1: the be- yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, we're we're kind of. I mean, it's not, it's dark, but it's not exceptionally dark. I think part of it's a mind trick of having the multiple panes of glass. Yeah. The way it is. Um,
1: so, now, Kenny, if, uh, if Second War Spirits is listening. Oh, yeah. Maybe they could send us a media sample of uh, something they consider premium. There you go. And we'll do a review on that. How
0: about that? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll do that after we get to this pass, try, or buy. I mean, maybe they will, maybe they won't. So, Kenny, I want you to go first this time. Would you pass, try, or buy on this Sagamore Spirit double-oaked rye?
1: its four ninety nine. $54.99. Yeah. If you I – mean, I mean, I'm either a pass – a try i'm trying to go between pass and drive okay here real quick um you're allowed some time to think hang on so how much do they even charge at bars compared to what a bottle costs when they do i know they gotta make money on it so i don't know because then i also know that like wholesale on some bottles is damn
0: near the retail so i don't know you know what i mean like i've talked to multiple people when i see the price of a bottle and i go oh my god what is that and they're like oh that's the wholesale is just as high as the retail is so i mean
1: i would if it, if you can get a pour of this for 10 bucks, 11 bucks at a bar, I'd try it. Okay. But I'm either, a, I'm a pass or a try if you can get it for 10 bucks maybe at a bar just to see how you like it. But I'm going to go, I'm going to go for one last drink, third drink. last Okay. Night. All right. Yeah, man. Front's good. Middle and end is not. So I'm, 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 I'm going to go pass. I'm going to go okay. pass. All right. And, change the pass. and here's what
0: I'm going to say about that. I had really, like, extremely high hopes for this based on what you, me, you, and Caleb tasted. Okay. And this might be, I mean, this is terrible. It's like, it's strong for me because, you know, me, I like to buy or try a lot of things. This is a solid pass for me. Yeah. And the reason it's a solid pass is because of the finish. The finish just smacks as something like weird that you don't want to taste. Yeah. So, no matter what I'm tasting at the beginning of this, after I finish it, I'm gonna have that aftertaste, mm-hmm. that finish in my and that's gonna be what I'm remembering. And right. um yeah. it's just not hitting. It's just very earthy, very astringent, just weird for a rye. And I'm just wondering, maybe the eighteen months is too long. Yeah. Maybe the toasting in the eighteen months is too long. So that makes me wonder what they started with because I have had some dynamic two to four year old rye's. I mean, I had a Starlight two-year-old rye one time where I was like, how is this two years old? It tastes like candy. Like, yeah. it was good. And so if this is a four- to five-year-old rye... That's why I had high hopes. Is, yeah, exactly. Because four-
1: to five-year-old rye... Right. ...18 months extra. Yeah. Dark color. Ooh. but But um, for 35 to 40 bucks, those Rittenhouse rye picks slap this. Oh, 1,000%. So that's why I'm, I'm going to pass. Yeah, me I'm too. I'm going to pass.
0: Yeah, and I actually think maybe... Uh, Maybe old Kevin Plank sold at the right time. <laughs> you think he hey, sold at the right time? Hey, if D Serrano wants to give it to him, right? <laughs> that's terrible. <sighs> yeah, we're honest. Oh, and uh, yeah, so I'm a pass too. Like, even, I know you said like 10 or 11 bucks. Maybe you might try it for well,
1: me. But that was the first I would. That was know, the first for the first drink. drink. Yeah, that's right. Back yeah, that's my first drink, I'm like, yeah. no, nah, I'm a pass nah, now. A
0: pass, yeah. I'm a pass. And, I honestly think if you're going to see this at a bar, unless they're like offering it for five to seven dollars, yeah, man, five bucks, five bucks, it's five bucks, five bucks, yeah, That's it. five bucks. That's all. Mm-hmm. And uh
1: I hate to be, gosh, I hate to be like that.
0: Yeah, I do that too. I so mean, because I mean, there's people that, that that put their heart and soul into this kind of a product, but but nah, hey, I and mean, you're going to be honest, you to be honest, you grab you a
1: written house raw pick for thirty-five to forty bucks instead. Oh, it, it kills crushes it. it! It kills it! Yeah. So.
0: Well, I wish we had better things to say, mm. but hey, maybe that's the one that got away, just like the horse that didn't win the uh, Triple Crown back there in a the day. So, And with that, thanks for listening. Please like and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at TheMashUpKY. Also, let us know your thoughts on this bottle in the comments section. Don't forget to visit our partner, BourbonOutfitter.com. Enter code The Mashup at checkout for a special discount. Until next week, keep it neat.